You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to At The Diner, the flagship podcast of The Greek Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host, uh, one of many hosts, as a matter of fact. There are two more. You know them. You love them. Let me introduce them. They're great people. The first one, talented musician, wonderful podcast host as well. He's got his own show. In fact, you can check out his latest episode of The Overflow because it's out right now. His name is MC Brooks. Yeah. Talking season three of Batwoman. There you go. We've also got the beautifully talented when it comes to the visual arts, Mr. James Rambo, but also incredibly knowledgeable. We call him the professor. So, Professor Rambo, we uh, defer to you, sir. Howdy. Let's talk about something we started talking about last week, but now another aspect of it. We were talking about video games and why video games just fucking suck when they make movies. <laughs> um, but we're going to play kind of a fun game here, where what we're going to do is, uh, an MC, you came up you came up with this, and I thought this was uh, really, no, really Ram- cool. Rambo came up. Oh, Rambo. I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm giving, <laughs> giving my credit all incorrectly here. All right. Rambo came up with this idea, and you know what? You came up with it. Why don't you tell the fine folks out there who are listening exactly what the idea is? So, like, I am one – of, one of the things that I am comfortable saying I am good at this is story development. Uh, it has always been something that's been uh, – a big passion of mine and, you know, being someone who watches as many movies and TV shows and plays as many video games and things as I do, narrative has always been very important to me. And one of the things that I like doing is like, if you get like a nugget of an idea, just a basic concept, you know, and then taking that idea and fleshing it out into a fully fledged narrative. Um, so I was talking to a uh, friend of the show, Billy Hudson and uh, hi, Phil. And uh, I was talking to him, and he was um, he was complaining about the fact that there are a bunch of board game and like old video game properties. I'm, I'm talking like old old video game properties uh, that are being slated as films that are being developed into movies. And he's like, it, "There's there's no story there." And then you know. Just texting back and forth, I pitched him on a whole story for one of these properties. And so what we're going to do is uh, each of us have worked on uh, one or two ideas for could be an old arcade game, could be a board game, essentially a game of some kind, uh, or not necessarily a game, but like something wherein there isn't a narrative, but there is like a mechanic. Um, 
that we can then pitch as you know, these are our elevator pitches uh, for adapting these things into movies. Uh, the, well, the most famous and most successful of these kinds of things has been Clue, um, which if, if for anybody who has not seen it, you are missing out and you uh, you deserve to watch Clue. It is incredibly yeah, funny and entertaining. Yeah. Um, and they and they do a thing with the mechanic of the game. When that film was originally originally released, it was released with three different endings, and different theaters got a random one of those three. So you and I can both go and watch that movie, and you could be like, "Oh, I can't believe it was Mrs. Peacock in the kitchen with the knife." And I go, "What are you talking about? It was Professor Plum in the library with candlestick." You guys are full of shit. It was Colonel Mustard. Yeah. And it's and we're both right. And and it's one of the one of the features on the DVD is you can choose to have it be a random ending, or you can choose to watch all three. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, give our pitches and, and, uh, just for fun, we're gonna hold the, reserve the title until the very end, uh, to see if, if anybody picks up on what we're, what we're laying down. Um, so yeah, who wants to, who wants to get started? Um, I have one. All right. Do that shit. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'm going to do this in my best, uh, John St. John voice. Hi, John, if you're listening. It can't be reasoned with. It will consume everything in its path. The world's only hope? A quartet of souls who lost everything, including their own lives. However, their spirits live on, and they are the world's only chance against this unstoppable eating machine. Join Blinky, Pinky, <laughs> Inky, and Clyde as they take on... Go ahead, what's the title? The Pac-Man. The Pac-Man. <laughs> there was there was a uh, a threadless shirt when yep. threadless was like a big fucking deal, and it's one of the best designs I've ever seen in terms of this kind of thing. Yeah. And it was a. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know. I'm just. It was. A, I, so I it's a Pac-Man shirt. Yep. And it's uh it's like an astronaut, and they're wearing this you know this yellow suit. Um, and like the, the helmet itself has the sort of like the hard V cut out. Um, and there are oh, I just like found it. bottles of pills, bottles of little white pills next to them. Uh, and they're, they're cowering away from their clearly dead, uh, uh, uh like co-pilots and shit, um, that are all the ghosts. That I've never seen this before. That's it's such dope. a great hang design. On, hang on. Let so me, fucking I'm going to share, share that in our chat. So you, uh, so, um, MC, you can see it as well. Oh, like so awesome. check this fucking shirt out, dude. Like that's a, that's an amazing, that is an amazing con. Like that's such high concept for somebody to come yeah. up with that. Yeah. I remember seeing that for, I'd be like, I don't, I mean, it's cool, but whatever. Cause it, it didn't click. Yeah. And it wasn't until like, you know, a while had passed. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> that is awesome. That yeah, is, I fucking love that design. That is so that cool. That is cool. <laughs> Not oh, only that, the cool. anti-anxiety sits yeah. pack PAC. Like, yeah. yeah. And the, the helmet is Pac-Man. That's, wow. Like, whoever came up with this, like, fucking bravo. That is, that's the only problem with, with t-shirt designs like this, is, like, who knows who actually made this. Well, so like with Threadless, that, like there was there was that was a credit to somebody in particular. Yeah. Um, I I want to believe that this site that we're looking at now is the uh, 
It's it's some knockoff. It's called Chem Store. Yeah, like it's, it's some knockoff. This yeah. is almost certainly stolen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So don't buy it. So, yeah, as you say, it sucks because I want to. I, I would absolutely buy this shirt if I knew that this was like, you know, the person's work. Yeah. I'm looking right now. I'm looking to see. I'm I'm just looking on Threadless just to see if we can find it there, in hopes that we can support this artist because I will buy that shit too. That is. That is a really fucking cool design. It's, just, it's such a great concept. And like, it's such I, we, a great concept. And we're all like artists in our own way, the, the three of us. And like, I know we all love supporting art in any way. And then like, especially if we see somebody do some cool shit, we're like, I gotta get fucking get that. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't even know what to search. Like, Pac-Man Ghosts. Let me see if I can find. I, I mean, I'm searching Threadless as hard as I possibly can in hopes that I can find it. There, there's the shirt that's you that you need. It's a picture of a ghost with two thumbs down saying "boo." Because <laughs> now I can't hear the word "boo" without hearing it in your voice. <laughs> Just "boo." Just I'm like, oh. there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, boo. That sucks, man. Well, maybe we'll have to reach out to all of our artist friends to see if anybody knows who actually made that. Because that's that's dope. Um, yeah. Hey, I want to hear somebody else's pitch, man. I want to hear what else you guys came up with. Because I have a couple more, but. Let me see what you got. All right. Well, I didn't put as much work into my presentation as Mike did, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have. I don't have this. You know, this like smooth radio delivery. I didn't uh, put as much work into it, but I'm gonna kind. I'm gonna kind of freestyle it here and see if uh, see if I uh, see if I can come up find a way to word it because I have my thing. I have my thing written out. Um, all right, all right. Three, two. He's considered a hero amongst his people. When one day, best friend gets kidnapped. And the kidnappers are going to turn his, uh, his friend into a prince. Only he... I, I, oh, fuck. I, I lost my train. So I just, I can't <laughs> only he, only he is tasked with the journey of, I don't know how to word it, crossing. Try not to if give I say, it away. If I, say, if I say that, if I say that, it's going to give, it's going to give it away. Crossing. So it's, ba it's basically an action. It's, it's oh, Fuck. It's all good, man. <laughs> it's an it's an it's an action adventure sort of satire, and I do have a, I have a great title for it, and this simple idea: this dude, the last of his race, the hero hero of his race, best friend gets kidnapped, is going to be turned. Best friend is, is uh, going to be turned into a prince, and he is tasked with uh, go, uh with uh crossing landscapes. Uh, in order to get to this castle and, uh, you know, rescue his friend from almost certain doom. And I have a title, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll save that for the end. I don't know what video game it is. Or is it a board game? We'll see. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> so, so non-human. Perhaps. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Could be. Last of his yeah. race. 
Well, no, I, I misspoke with last. Not not the last not the last was raised, but considered a hero. Okay. Considered a hero among his race. Best friend gets kidnapped. Gonna be, uh, gonna be turned into a prince if he does not uh, get there in time to save him from almost certain doom. There's a timer on him. Fuck. He's a prince. That, that's the thing that's throwing me off. Like they kidnapped him and they're gonna turn him into a it's, prince. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think you all will be very. Uh, I think you. I think <laughs> you're gonna chuckle when uh, when you when I tell you exactly <laughs> what it is. But uh, yeah. Right. And, and, mean, the ti- and the title's a nice little pun too. Okay. <laughs> all right. What you got? <laughs> you're talking to me or Rambo? No. Yeah. I. I. I yeah. Gotta I, give up. I'm yes. <laughs> oh uh, no. Are we revealing titles now or no? Oh like, yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. Oh. Uh, my my theme. Well, Mike, do you want to go first since you already pitched yours, or you know what? Oh no, I I'm, I'm just I'm, uh, I I want to figure out what this is. Like yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. My, yeah. my title is uh, the Prince and the Hopper, and it's about the Frogger arc. Oh shit! Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. That's why you were like crossing. Yeah. yeah crossing <laughs> like crossing the. Because uh, like because I, I, I figure if you if you like. To us, crossing a highway is like it's kind of like whatever, you know. But if you scale, if you were to scale it down to someone who's like the size of an actual frog, yeah. that is a very intimidating journey. I and like so, the whole I like the whole like prince thing because you kiss the frog to become a prince. That was good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I would have I would have gone a completely different route, man. I would have made it almost like if if you were gonna do a frogger movie, I would almost make it about like. You know this this frog dreamed of bigger things, and you know his 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 tiny pond was holding him back but the only way he was going to get to see bigger and better things but was crossing the thing that scared him the most the highway which you know, worked like, which which also works yeah could be a prequel how <laughs> 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 they frog because like the because the the original concept of the game was like he was like directing frogs to freedom um so that's why i was like he's considered a hero amongst his people because that was like the original concept from the from from the game there's a fucking plot i didn't even know there's a plot to that game i only found it on wikipedia i found that on wikipedia because i didn't know that either as far as i was concerned it was like literally just you you're just trying to get across the street and not get hit (laughs) it's always fun to read up on those old games because they'll have like injected some random thing you're like wait there's a there's a background story here (laughs) yeah I found the uh, someone is selling their old threadless shirt, uh, and they what threadless used to do. They might still do it actually. Is they would print the info of the artist and the, and the title of the art inside the shirt. The, sh- the design is called the Madness of Mission Six, and it is by a guy named Travis Pitts. Wow, we found so, him. Great job. You can, yeah, you can find that. Madness of Mission Six. That's really cool. Yeah, that shit is fucking dope. Mission Six. Yep, there it is, right there. Pops up immediately. I just wonder if that's like making up history for pixels. This is in 1976. I, I guess like, and the artist notes for Madness of Mission Six uh, explains the true story behind Pac-Man. Um, in 1976, cosmonaut Nikolai Peckman was sent along, was sent alone to an orbiting space station for what would be called Mission Six to study the radiation levels and strange circumstances that killed all four crewmen of the last research mission. 
By the third day, Peckman's broken transmissions were coming back to ground control, uh, filled with increasingly paranoid uh, delusions. He claims that the spirits of the dead cosmonauts were coming to claim him and that he had to keep moving to evade them. He shouted that if he could capture, consume these spirits himself, while he still had strength, he could move to the next level of consciousness. <laughs> Truly the rantings of an insane man. Indeed, video recovered later would show Peckman running around the, confi uh, the confined but maze-like station, downing emergency sedatives like a madman, pausing in a corner momentarily, only to throw back vitamin pills and give chase to his invisible demons. <laughs> he had exhausted the entire cargo of vitamins, pills, and fresh fruit well ahead of schedule. It was determined that another mission to recover any remains or gather any more research would be a waste of the people's money, and the station was allowed to drift out of orbit into space, a failure never to be mentioned again. It was ordered and assumed that all video and paper evidence had been destroyed. Wow. Yeah, I'd watch that fucking movie. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Actually, <laughs> uh, so like one of the other one of the things that I found too that I mentioned in the group chat is I found like an article that someone wrote six years ago with with this uh, with this very thing in mind. So like. I had my own pitch, but I wanted to read some of these to you, to you, to, to, to see how interested you both would be yep. and to see if you could figure out exactly, uh, you know, what it is. Yeah. But Mike, you said you, but Mike, you said you had another, you had another pitch. Do you want to go? Well, yeah, but Rambo, do you have one? I have, uh, two. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I have yeah, two yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Go okay. All right. Um, so this one would be, uh, You'd specifically be going for an 80s aesthetic, like an 80s sci-fi aesthetic. Okay. And um, you have two pilots, um, you know, sp uh, uh, you know, space gunner pilots, um, uh, sort of like uh, X-wing fighters. And it, it's typically, it, it's mostly just sort of like standard, like patrol kind of shit. But um, never really running into hostile races, but. You know, hey, you know, we've had some interaction with with some some aliens, and they seem to be okay. But just in case, it's always a good idea to be prepared. And then one day, out of fucking nowhere, this giant fleet just shows up instantaneously, um, and they 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 can't communicate with humans because obviously there's no you know there's no common language, um, but everything about them says they're here to fuck shit up. They are here to take full advantage of everybody. Um, and they're headed directly for Earth. So these, you know, uh, uh, these pilots are dispatched out to, to fight this fleet. And at first, everything's going great. There's, I mean, there's an, uh, uh, just a wall of fucking laser fire against these people. But they're, they're not super quick. They're not super agile. And over time the you know our heroes are able to kind of take them out one by one the guy we're focusing on our, our primary protagonist is you know he's not a great pilot but he's he's good at his job um it's really his best friend who's like the fucking you know the the space ace um and as they start taking out the various uh aliens slowly but surely the remaining uh, uh, enemies are suddenly more adept. They're they're more agile. They're they're faster on their feet. And what was you know just getting rid of the the fucking chaff initially 
is now become like a really dangerous fight. Um, and it seems like with every one they kill, every remaining fighter gets more and more dangerous. Um, and our our hero ends up seeing his best friend killed in this battle um, and only gets away by like the skin of his teeth. Doesn't manage to take out the rest of the fleet, uh, just manages to, to, to get away and survive. And so while he's, you know, kind of licking his wounds and trying to figure out what the fuck just happened to him, um, he's talking to, you know, like recent Academy or like, you know, a, a, a Space Academy graduate. Uh, like some some pencil pusher who's just kind of just kind of there, like not really doing the the you know the, like the field work kind of stuff, more behind the scenes. And they noticed that there was a, a direct correlation between the volume of enemy fighters and their ability to adapt and attack. And they put together that there must be some kind of hive mind behind this entire uh, 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 fleet. And so with this this knowledge in hand, the you know our hero goes back out um, and is able to, with other fighters, be prepared for when, as they knock these numbers down, because in the interim between the first fight and the, and the last, they've already re-upped their numbers entirely. Um, knowing what's to come, they're better prepared to fight against this uh, this uh, oncoming fleet, um, and finally, in the you know, in the end, they're able to stop the space invaders. <sighs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, that's it awesome. Was either, it was either that or Galaga. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, space invaders. Yeah, no, that would be good. Um, I was thinking of Galaga too, where I was like, how would you do that one? And um. The only way that I can think of it would be like you had two ships, right? And they, they're plowing through these aliens and they're like, man, these guys keep attacking us, but we've got them. We've got them on the ropes. And all of a sudden this new ship shows up and it shoots this beam. And like one of the ships is, gets caught and he's like, I can't, I can't, I can't get loose. He's like, no. And like it gets captured like they did in Galaga. And then like you blow up the other ship and then it comes back and you're like, let's fight side by side. Because that was the best way. You had to let one of your ships get captured so you could be shooting two guns at the same time. Yeah. Like, that was the trick, right? Yeah, Fuck that's you. a good one. Yeah. Space Invaders. Um, I tried to mess with one with um, with Donkey Kong, but, like, I couldn't really come up with it other than just, like, you know, like... I tried to do a twist on it, and I couldn't really do anything. Like, because I thought that, like, part of the thing was, like, I hope that nobody guesses it. Because I was like, he's a plumber, and he's after, you know, a giant... Uh, you know, atomic uh, <laughs> uh, space ape has captured his wife, and you're gonna be like, Donkey Kong, come on, Mike. And I'm gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> Get your shit together, Lonsford. I'm sorry. Um, I do have another one. Um, MC, did you have a second one or just the one? Yeah, you, you can, I'll go after you. But... Okay. This one, okay, so you said, like, you even set the tone, Rambo. I like that. So I'm going to do the same thing for this one. I'm thinking of this one as, like, I don't want it to be gritty because, like, that's been done. But also, like, the style of movie that I'm going for with this, like, that style in this particular thing has been done before. So I want this to be more, like, almost like a kid movie where it's, like, one of those, like, the little guy overcomes, you know, all the odds, you know, inspiring for children sort of shit. 
Um, so here's the premise. He's a broken down ex-fighter. He's seen champions come and go and still yearns for the sound of the bell, the tap of the gloves, and having two men duke it out to see who's the best. His time in the ring has come and gone, but at the gym one day, Doc Lewis sees a scrappy young kid from Brooklyn who has a ton <laughs> of heart and zero quitting him. The odds are stacked against him as he is undersized, but he packs a punch, a powerful punch. This is Doc's last chance to taste boxing glory, living vicariously through his pupil, Jimmy McMahon, or Little Mac, as he climbs the ladder of colorful boxers all the way to a title match with Mr. Dream. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm here for that. That's fire. But like, (laughs) could you, okay, but like imagine this, like kind of, it could almost be animated. And if it was animated, it would be kind of fun because like his first opponent is Glass Joe, but you take all of the things that Glass Joe was in the video game and you put it into the movie where he's just like, he's like, hey, I got an opponent for you for your first match. And it's like Glass Joe. And he's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And and like little Max, like, what? We don't, we don't just have punch to me, fight, kid. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid a lot of money. Just punch me, man. He's like, I don't, nah, dude. I don't want to. And he's like, come on. <laughs> like, all right, fine. He just like whoops his ass. Like, <laughs> fucking professional fall down artist. Exactly right. <laughs> and like the second guy, I can't remember that guy's name. Um, was it something Kaiser? Like it was the German guy, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter exactly what his name is, but, like, you ultimately, like, have him, and he's just, like, this big, over-the-top, like, like stereotype. Like, thick German accent, that curly Q mustache. Yeah, we're going to fight now, yeah. And, like, and but, like, just, he's so, like, just not anywhere near a challenge for Little And, like, Little Max, like, really? I mean, every time he punches him, he's like, ah, oh! Oh, that's all right in my car. <laughs> oh, that was awful, little Mac. You hit so hard. Like, it would, he's just like, Doc, who are these guys? Like, and that's what you play up, how cartoonish and ridiculous. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And like, when he fights King Hippo. Like, oh, it's King Von Hippo, Kaiser. That's what it is. Von Kaiser, yeah. When he fights King Hippo, King Hippo just like busts his ass the first time. And he's just like, I'm trying to hit him in the head and I can't, Doc. I don't know what to do. And he's like, punch him in his big stupid stomach and you're like wait i can do that and like, yeah, it's called a body shot <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like you play up like all these things that you ran into as a kid when you played punch out the first time because the game again this is before like everybody had cheat codes this is before like anybody like was able to like just look online and see how to beat these things so like having that and playing that up i think would be really really fun like like king hippo is just like uh, I don't even know what voice you. Yeah, you can't defeat me. I am the King Hippo. And like just these giant blows every single time. And then like Mac maybe like just takes like a swing and hits him in his stomach. And he's like, oh, you hit me in my stomach. Nobody's ever punched me in my stomach. And he's like, I, that that really hurts. And he's like, see, I like the idea of like you, yeah. you nail him in the gut and his, and his shorts drop. And he's oh, yeah. instantly like he goes from being super confident to like really anxious now. Yeah. And yeah, and that's when he starts getting, get, starts getting super pissed. Yeah. And he starts kind of letting his guard down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you, you you just you you take the, the game strategies. Yeah, exactly. And you really lean into them. Oh yeah. Um, yeah King Hippo's just talking mad trash. Oh yeah. Just like just ridiculous amounts of trash, and like like he hits Mac once, and he's like bent over, and he's like, ha, "You might as well just give up, Mac. You're no shot against." And Mac just like out of anger, just punches him right in the gut. Just full on. Yeah. his pants drop and everybody laughs and he's like oh no and like the bell rings and he goes back to his corner sheepishly and like 
Mac and Doc are looking at each other. He's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I love the idea of doing, like, uh, have it be a period piece. Yeah. And you do the, um, was it Mean Joe Green from the Coke ad? Yeah. You yeah. have Mike Tyson. Like, yeah. Mike Tyson has just, like, like finished a fight. And he's blown off this little kid. And it's at the end, he, like, kind of tosses him his towel. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that <laughs> is what sort of, like, sets up him. as like, I'm, I'm going to be a, a boxer. You're like, all right, man, do it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah. I, I could see a lot a lot of fun with this. And, like, Bald Bull, like, he's he's fighting him and he's just, like, not getting anything. Like, it's a pretty good match back and forth. And then Bald Bull just charges back and he's like, I'm going to nail you with this bull charge. Nobody can defeat the bull charge. And, like, the bell rings. You know how, like, sometimes the bell would ring right as they were about to hit you? And you yeah. would luck out? It's the same thing. It's like the bell rings and you just like sidestep it and you're just like, oh God. And he's like, I'm coming for you. And he's like, Doc, what do I do? He's like, you got one shot, kid. You know? And like, <laughs> and he comes charging at you and you just hit him, bam, like right in the gut. And he's just like, oh God. And like falls out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that, that would be a, a whole lot of fun to make. Like, I would, I would enjoy the shit out of a movie like that. And uh, you get Leslie David Baker to play Doc. Hang on. I got to look up Leslie David Baker. Hang on. Am I going to see him and be like, oh, that guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, yes. yes. <laughs> Fucking Stanley from The Office. Yes. Outstanding. Yes. <laughs> Did I stutter? Like, he says that to Mac at least once. He has to. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, man. Um... Uh, Rambo, what do you got for your second one? All right. So, the year is 1929. Um, we are following, um, you know, five or six different people who are all relatively new money. And they are living it up, having a great time. And do you remember what happened in 1929? The stock market crashes. Um, Great Depression hits and they start freaking out because suddenly um, the the bits and pieces of, of or the, 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 these are these are people who actually have um, proper uh, uh, and not, not their their money isn't tied up in the market, um, but they're still looking to uh, do their best to, you know, not just be rich because they're, they're currently pretty well off, but they're in a position where they could potentially make a lot more money because everything's been grossly devalued. And so the, th the one thing that ties all these people together is they all go to the same realtor because, you know, it's never not going to be valuable fucking land. Um, and we have a haberdasher, a race car driver, a, <laughs> uh, uh, a, you know, a woman who has made her fortune in the the Westminster dog shows. Um, Someone who loves to hire. We we we, we have uh, 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 a a middle aged man who who owns a, a garment factory. We have um, you know all of these people, and you have it be a screwball comedy set in the uh, early 30s, and it's just backstab after backstab after backstab of all these people shitting on each other, trying to get rich and buy up as much property around Atlantic City as they possibly can. 
And yeah. that's how I do my Monopoly movie. That Yes, yes. Screw, screwball comedy. Just like not like high stakes. Like everybody's just like, yeah, absolutely. And like, of course, yeah. the end of the movie is they all end up broke because they've all yeah. fucked each other over so much. And the realtor, the Monopoly guy, yeah. is the one that ends up rich. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. And honestly, the Monopoly guy should be Peter Dinklage. That'd be great. If you'd if be yeah. down for it, yeah. Yes, Big but like... mustache. Fuck yeah. But, he, but him. Everybody else, screwball comedy. Him. Deadly serious the entire movie. Yeah, because it's not a joke for him. No. No. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not new to this. This is how yeah. it works. He's the, he's the straight man throughout the entire thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a board game, and I just want to kind of go around and like if anybody has any others that they like, they really really loved, and when they're like, man, I wonder if you can make a movie out of this, or even like, there's no way to make a movie out of this, and see if we could come up with it. Um, there was a game that I remember going to a, a neighbor's house and playing, and it thought it was the coolest fucking game ever. And when I got it for Christmas, I was so fucking excited. It was called Fireball Island. Fuck yeah. That game is so dope. Like, you, you know, they did a, a remake of that. Did they really? They did a re there's a, there's a company that makes, uh, that basically does reissues of old board games. Yeah. Um, as like, you know, slightly more, it, it's not really fair to say modern versions it's just, just like redone art and things. Yeah. Um, but the game plays the same. So you can get a new version of Fireball Island game was so much fun like mc have you ever heard of fireball island okay I, yeah i just googled it and yeah like the cover looks familiar but I, I don't think i ever played this so like basically the premise of the game is is you show up on this tropical island um that has volcanoes you know hence the fireball like and but there's also this big like idol no it wouldn't be an idol it would be like a um what's the name of that thing fuck um why can't I think of the name of it right now? Damn, that's going to drive me nuts. It's it's like a uh, shrine. There we go. There's like this like big, giant, like scary looking monster thing carved out of volcanic rock. And it's like this big, frightening looking demon thing. And inside that demon thing is this giant red jewel. And like it's you and the other explorers that are there trying to get this jewel and bring it back and like steal the idol. You know, essentially it's like Indiana Jones, the board game. And but you're competing against the other explorers and adventurers and you literally can just like Rambo was saying with Monopoly, you literally can like backstab each other and steal the jewel from each other and shit. And the first one to get up there, get the jewel, turn around, come back and get to the boat wins. Right. But along the way, like the, you piss the idol off and it will shoot fireballs at you, which are these little red marbles. And like you literally will get like blown off of the, the screen, like off of the game board. Like it, it was so much fun. And I just like as like a four or five year old kid. I'm playing this game like before this I've only played like trouble and sorry and shit and like I'm like you can kill people with fireballs this is the dopest game I've ever played in my life and like that's essentially like the whole game and it was and like you could make a movie out of that it would essentially just be like Uncharted or Indiana Jones or I know you guys like the door of the Explorer movie was like that too like just like crazy action adventure like heist slash like Indiana Jones style movie it would be so much fun I th and I think you end up like the the one of the more in engaging uh, ways to do it, particularly particularly for a modern audience, is you have it be that it's just like 
it's just a bunch of fucking white archaeologists who are trying to steal shit from this island under the auspices of like this belongs in a museum and you just leave everything alone like they're 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 constantly trying to like warn all the indigenous people like you need to get out of here there's there's these dangerous creatures and and there's you know the island must be cursed and they're like yeah we've been fine the whole time we've lived here for generations and generations nothing started nothing bad started happening until y'all assholes showed up you know, if you guys just left the big giant jewel up there alone, that you none of this would have happened. Back. Yeah, we'd all be good. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no, 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 no. For posterity's sake, we have to get this and take it. And like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that would be really fun <laughs> to really play up on that. You have to go. The fireballs, they're falling everywhere. If you just put the jewel back, it stops. There's no time. No, there is time. You yeah, just, right now. You have time. Right there. There's so much yeah. time. Yeah. I wish there was another way. And, and there like, is. You put have, the jewel back. And, and that could be part of it is like the further away from the shrine the jewel gets, the worse things get. So oh, yeah. as you walk it back, like the storms abate and the lava flow suddenly, uh, uh, suddenly like cools and you have like all these things like, you know, kind of relax and ease up and work out. Yeah. It's like, no, that's this belongs here. That, that would actually be a really fun aspect to it, too, where you literally have the natives, like, and you don't have them be, like, the stereotypical, like, natives, primitive natives. You have them just, like, regular kids, like, it's regular just dudes, people. Yeah. just regular people that live on this island. It's Fireball Island, but it's actually really cool. You know, there's Starbucks and shit. Like, it's, <laughs> and, like, you have, like, one of them being like, I'm stopping these assholes because I don't want my home destroyed. And, like, the end of the movie is basically the guy being like... The, the guy's like, no, I have to take this to the museum. And he's like, no, like we have schools and we have hospitals. You're destroying our home because you're an asshole. Like, yeah. And this place is so dangerous. Obviously I need to get everything away from here. Yeah. No, no, we, no there's, <laughs> there's, there's some sort of foreign warning written on the outside of the tomb. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's Spanish and it says, do not enter. <laughs> dangerous don't touch the jewel oh man i could never figure this out like yeah that would <laughs> who could say you know what like, grand mystery <laughs> historians will debate this for years <laughs> fuck maybe that needs to be our next playcast is we just write we just write that shit well fuck there you go maybe maybe that's what we'll work on next. that would be fun as fuck yeah we could do that Rambo, you could be an adventurer. MC, you could be an adventurer. Like, let's go. Let's do this shit. Um, I'm trying to think of any other video games. If we have any other ones that you guys wanted, to, that you think that like, yeah, I was one I can read. Yeah. Okay. I was fucking around with Cubert. I was trying to see if we could make Cubert into a movie. I mean, the problem with Cubert is just so fucking random. Yeah. It, yeah. it really is. It was it's just so weird. It was just a game. It was just like, yeah, we're just gonna do weird shit for the sake of it being weird. Like, and like, yeah, I don't know. There was a cartoon. There was a fucking Kubert cartoon where they turned him into like a high school kid. That's just so fucking strange. <laughs> no, it's the eighties, man. You know? Just... Yeah. Yeah. MC, what was the one you had? So this one can also be said can also be said in the eighties. I'm just gonna read this this uh, this premise for you. And I think you'll you'll have figured out what it is by by the time you get to the end. A young hacker discovers that the Russians are attempting to break into the FBI's top-secret data bank. However, as the hacker has previously hacked the FBI himself, he can't alert them of the danger or he'll face life in prison. Instead, 
he creates an elaborate piece of code that transforms the hacking process into a visual, easy to grasp process of making various blocks line up with each other. It's then <laughs> a race against time to stop the dastardly Russians from blowing up America. <laughs> and like, imagine that, but played on a full orchestra. Yeah. And that would like, be awesome. Really fucking loud and intense. Yeah. With like every now and then, every now and then you have that like inception. Every now and then you have that inception sound, the blah. Like, <laughs> this great. is very serious. Like, <laughs> honestly, like Battleship, the fucking so, Battleship movie. Yeah. Which I, I've I cannot speak to its quality. I have not seen it. Same. I did see the trailer, and I did see the fact that one, they were aliens, and two. The aliens' uh, munitions looked like the fucking pegs from the game. They, no, um, really? There's, I feel like that is like the most simple thing in the world. Because if you if you took if you had it be that this is like it's a war game between uh, you know it could be U.S. and Russia, it could be uh, uh, whoever the fuck, but whoever it is, they're they're in this particular case they're not necessarily allies, but they're not enemies. Um, and it's really about showing off their their super high-end, fancy-pants nuclear subs, right? And they find out midway through that someone else is in on the game, and they've managed to uh, sabotage the subs, so that all of their like super fancy high-end uh, uh, digital imaging and shit all breaks down. It all stops functioning. And so <clears throat> they, one, each of them respectively has to survive. And all they really have is their radios. And two, they have to suss out where these people are in the field of battle. But they can't find them anymore because they have no radar or sonar. Or not radar, but they don't have any sonar. So they have to go and break down the battlefield in a grid and do what subs used to have to do before sonar existed. Yeah. Which is estimate where your enemy might be and send torpedoes there. And you could do a really cool, high-stakes, like, really high-tension sub-movie like that. Or, conversely, you just set the entire thing, you make the entire thing a period piece. And it's set during, like, World War II, or, uh, I don't know what our subtext were like during, like, Korea. Um, but, yeah, I feel... Why, aliens? Why are we doing that? Because it's easier... Okay, so it, that way you don't offend any countries. Yeah. Um, I have I have an alternative story for you that we could do. Um, you have it as a naval war game, so it's just the U.S. right, just U.S. naval war games right. And what it is is like one of it's it. Think of like that like campy '80s style comedy, like um, the Police Academy movies, where mm -hmm. it's you've got like the the group of misfit rejects, right? Oh, you're you're describing Down Periscope. Essentially. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, I'm going for down Periscope. But like what you do is, is you do that same kind of concept 
where if you're going to do it, like, again, though, but you've already done it. It's called Down Periscope. But, like, you have, like, these kids that are, like, you know, we want to show off, you know, that like our strategy is better and yada, yada, yada. Like, again, you make it that inspirational kids movie where it's like these young kids can do it if they just work hard and apply themselves. And, like, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to prove that, like, the younger uh, officers are incapable. And you've got some, like stuffy admiral who's just like ah, I want to prove to these kids I'm going to put my best person on it and then you have it be like fucking um, uh, Jefferson Darcy like what was that actor's name that I hate so much Ted McGinley <sighs> you have him be the pompous like commander of the fleet because he's he's the perfect 80s douchebag villain so like and then you have like a bunch of kids who like are really into like strategy games and D&D and shit like that and like they're given the worst of the worst in order to make them look bad but they're like, no, we're going to make this shit work kind of thing. And they end up, of course, they beat Jefferson Darcy because he's a dick. And like, yeah, that's the way I, that's so the way much. I would see it. Yeah. You hate him so much. I hate him so much. So much. He just, he thinks he's funny. Who fucking told him he was funny? God damn it. <laughs> Do we have any others? Or I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, there's certain video games I just feel like you can't, like you said, the basic video games that we played as kids that yeah. like what do you got give me one uh one second i i had to, have to unlock my phone here it is all right after a scouting mission goes horribly wrong a deep space asteroid mapper finds himself stranded in the largest asteroid field ever discovered and then discovers an alien base at the center of the field he must shoot his way out of the asteroids <laughs> and warn earth of the impending rocky threat yeah nice there you go yeah make it happen fuck androids do it up mike and mike here's one for you yeah twin brothers separated at birth happen to discover that they both possess incredible table tennis skills (laughs) they enter the same world championship tournament where they eventually meet in the final and over the course of the final they undergo the emotional discovery of their shared parentage eventually deciding to abandon the game at 50 all awesome (laughs) that's outstanding The Pong Brothers. <laughs> yeah, Mike, is, is there like a particular game where you're like, you can't adapt that? Is there anything you can think of? I'm trying to think of some, like, like I said, Cubert was, I was having a really, really hard time with yeah, that Cuber's one. Yeah, Cubert's really tough because Cubert yeah. is total fucking nonsense. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. David Lynch. Get David Lynch to come and make a fucking Cubert movie. Yeah. Do it up. Yeah, yeah. Just do weird, weird and shit out there. there. Yeah. Boy, fucking... you know what? Either Lynch to do, like, lean into the weird, or fucking Michelle Gondry could do a really, really visually beautiful and interesting Hubert movie. Yeah, or Guillermo del Toro just, like, fucking weirding that shit up and just weird monsters and, like, just because he loves that shit, you know? Like, just let him do that. Um, I was, like, Rampage, they did a movie about Rampage, which was just... It was, it, it was was a movie. It was it was there. <laughs> it was visual and audio, and you could hear and see it at the same time. Um, what other video games do I think would be good? I, I, I've always thought Bioshock would make a great movie, and like I guess they're going to do a series for it, so that's cool. Um, Fable, like I was thinking about this because I've been I've been replaying Fable, uh, the original one on the Xbox, and like you could do some interesting shit with that, but I don't know if the game was popular enough to warrant a movie that anybody would actually want to see because you're kind of already seeing it with things like The Witcher and 
like yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't like a, a, a smash success to the point where people would be like oh i fucking need to see this and i'll go see it just because i love the game i think people would though if you find i mean it, it, it like it was a pretty it was a pretty big game in its day yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think that franchise is very active now. But yeah, you could not. definitely, you could definitely could have could have done something with it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of so- oh, you know what? Fuck. You know what would make a great movie, and it doesn't really even need to be like, oh, we can't make a movie out of this. Why is there not a fucking Ninja Gaiden movie? <laughs> I mean, you know, there are several movies from the '80s that are basically Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I just like I think you the name association with it, but I mean just yeah, just a fucking dope ass ninja and samurai movie. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of anything else, any other ones that I would love to see. I'm just going like through my list of like favorite video games of all time. I like the idea of a a medieval knight um, either falling through a portal or being you know cursed by a witch or some shit uh, to have to go and. <laughs> To, have, to, to get transported to this strange new world uh, where flying ostriches are are battling pterodactyls, um, where you're essentially doing it on on well ostrich back, uh, jousting for your life, like just really just straight up full on direct adaptation. We're just yep no this is this is the fucking movie. <laughs> just not even <laughs> fucking around with it. Not trying to make it plausible. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. I thought of some of those, like, really simple movie uh, games, like Burger Time. I used to fucking love Burger Time when I when I was a kid. Um, And, like, how could you turn that into a movie? Like, because it literally is a guy walking on giant hamburgers and making the pieces <laughs> fall down to build a hamburger. And I'm like, wait you've already done something similar to that. You could do it. You just kind of work on the same premise as Ratatouille. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have, yeah. Um, uh, through, yeah. Insert wacky eighties, you know, uh, uh, Oh yeah. You have it be like, there is a, there's a new burger restaurant that's just about to open. And the guy has bought some like, Fancy pants, uh, um, but also like weird and kind of mysterious, like food dehydrator that will allow him to shrink all of his ingredients to take up way less space, so he can save on st- on storage. Okay, yeah, you were going the same route I was. Okay, and he ends up falling inside of it. Whoa! And then the next day he comes to, and he's only like two inches tall. But the restaurant's still opening. What's he gonna do? He's got to keep making burgers. Yeah, I watch that shit. Because you want to know why he's got to keep making burgers? Because it's burger time. It's burger time. Fucking burger time. <laughs> Fucking burger time. And if, like, you have to say that in the movie at some point. Oh, it's burger time. You're never going to make it, Joe. How are you <laughs> going to make all those burgers? You're so tiny. I have to, Melinda. I have burger. to. It's burger time i'll do it because i need it needs to be done someone's gotta do it and it's me because it's burger time yeah fuck yeah <laughs> perfect way to end the goddamn podcast <laughs> all of you wonderful listeners out there thank you so very much 
for listening and being part of our ridiculous journey that we have every week when we talk about silly nonsense and geeky and nerdy things. We really appreciate you. We appreciate that these things that we love to talk about with each other are the things that you love to listen to. So thank you so much for your support. But also thank you to MC Brooks and to James Rambo for being an integral part of everything that we do. We're a team and it's awesome to have two like-minded folk who are always working to make the best podcast we possibly can. So I appreciate you guys as well. I don't say that enough on the on the airwaves. So definitely wanted to do that. But again, we appreciate you. We love you all, you wonderful listeners. Um, stay safe. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. <laughs> Yo, this whole last year was a show. Just finding out now what I didn't know. Seems like each time when I get low, I place blame everywhere that it shouldn't go. And that's what's keeping me up. Falling apart, man, I keep it a buck. You still act like I'm holding you up. I still feel like I'm totally nice. So tell me what I should have said and not pretend to know that. Things come out my mouth that I should probably learn to hold back. Why do I expect to have the patience that I don't have? Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>